Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Welcome to the future of technology, everyone. Sure. <laughs> Games are no longer played on a tabletop, Liam. Or in your mere mortal minds. Or even in this universe, or apparently. Or in some sort of colouring book <laughs> activity centre. This is, this is not your daddy's hide and seek, alright? This is the next level shit. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. Wherein today we entered Dio's mansion for the 66th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the 40th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Stardust Crusaders, and the 16th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Stardust Crusaders Season 2 Battle in Egypt for the episode entitled Darby the Gamer Part 1. Or, or as Crunchyroll seems to put it, Darby the Player. Yes. Darby the Player. This episode is brought to you by Harrison Ross. Harrison Ross. Rossison Hass. Harrow Of course, named Roll. after the best member of the Friends cast. <laughs> what, Ross? Sure. Whoa, whoa, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's the best member. I mean, he's the Rossest member, that's for sure. He's the one who's most into dinosaurs I mean, and creepily pursuing Rachel for like the first three seasons. Yeah, well, you know, he's on the roster and so is she. So Harrison, thank you for your kind support. I'm sorry I started talking about Ross from Friends. <laughs> Don't worry, it's, it's fine, you'll... You'll live, Harrison. You'll... Well, I mean, unless you don't want to be Ross, then that's a shame. Anyway, this episode covers chapters 228 through most of chapter 232 of the manga. Whoa, that's quite a few. That's that's the usual amount and some change. Man, that is a lot. So, Nick. Uh-huh. What did you think about this episode? Okay, all right. So, like... Nick Ballantyne. <laughs> Perth-based games journalist. Yes. You seem like you might have opinions on this episode. <laughs> so, uh, it makes me so happy, but also, like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, F-mega. Did you ever what? in your wildest dreams imagine that after entering the mansion of their deadly opponent, Jotaro, Kakuin, and Joseph Joestar would just go play video games for a while? No! No, I thought, oh, okay, so maybe this is going to get really weird. And then it kind of started off really weird, and then just video games. I was like, oh, wonderful. All right, let's do this. Shit, yeah. But, like, what? <laughs> what? So shall we start from the start? Yes. We pick up where we left off last time. Um, Dio's butler is flying through the mansion at them. Uh-huh. And then, I think I don't think we saw this list this time, last time, but they're all like, uh, wow, look at him fly. He's no ordinary human. Spoiler alert, he is. Oh, um, oh. What the hell is he? And then he throws a playing card at them and... Um, and Polymer slices it in twain. Yep. That never means anything again. <laughs> It's just like, it's it's a good opening move for establishing dominance. Just, ah. I think Jotaro catches it and is like, a playing card? A trump, he says in Japanese. Great, great opening salvo, Darby. He's really uh, putting them on the back foot for his ensuing mind games. Considering he doesn't play any kind of poker or any kind of card game, it's really setting up his character nicely. Maybe in the next episode they'll start playing video poker. God, could you imagine that? So he comes in and he's like, hey, I'm I'm a butler. I'm Darby. My name's Terence D. Darby. I'm the younger brother of Daniel J. Darby, who you beat up in card games before. Daniel J. Oh, I remember that guy. And they're like, what? Darby? He was one of the most dangerous stand users we ever faced, though he was entirely non-violent. Ooh, are you here for revenge? Uh, are you also non-violent? And he's like, no and no, kind of. <laughs> um... I don't really care because 
his whole thing was that like whoever gets tricked and loses is at fault and that's what happened to him and I believe the same thing so you know jog on <laughs> you know I, I had a lot of affection for my brother but He's like 10 years older than me, so we're from different generations, and so he was really old-fashioned, and he he could only defeat the people who were weak and old-fashioned, like you, Paul Ref, and you, Joseph. Ha, huh, that's a funny... Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, I'm a butler. You want to fight? Come on in. Okay, guys, don't immediately walk in. Don't go in, Kev. Hang on, I've written the opposite in my notes here of Abdul saying, don't go in carefully. <laughs> I think you mean carelessly? Yeah. But at the same time, this new Avdol, he's got the sass for it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Tisk tisk. No time to go in carefully. Fire, all fire, fire. Yeah. All fire. No time. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he brings his stand out. Yeah. He just sort of literally slumps it over. Anyway, guys, here's my stand. And they even remark, wow, it's been a while since someone's just shown us their stand. Mm. When would that have been last? Like, um... It wasn't Dan of Steel, uh, but it would have been after Dan of Steel. I just don't know when. Dan of Steel is my reference point, by the way. Sure. <laughs> I was picking up on that. Yeah. Maybe like, I I'm getting my timeline mixed up, even though we literally recounted it last week. Um, <laughs> maybe like a whole horse. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if he was immediately like, oh, well, here's my gun. Well, he, he, I mean, he was, he met Polnareff in the middle of the street and was like, I've got a gun. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There must have been one other one where the stand showed up first. Well, there was, but it's not a matter of the person showing up and being like, hey, got a stand. That's true. That's because, true. you know, like Geb, the whole point with, with Geb was finding Andul. Yeah. And the whole point with uh, Judgment was this guy's hiding underground and trying to grant us wishes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Wait, Judgment was... The, the genie. Yeah, the genie. Yeah, the guy that they pissed into. Yeah. Yeah. What a great episode. <laughs> Timeless classic. Uh... So anyway, uh, he brings out his stand and the narrator's like, it's Atom. 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 Oh my God, it's Atom. (gasps) Tell me about Atom. Atom, sometimes rendered as Atem or Tem, is an important deity in Egyptian mythology. Normally these Wikipedia pages have more of a preamble, but that's all Atom gets. (laughs) He's an important deity. Mm -hmm. That's all he needs. Atom, God of creation. Subtitle, finisher of the world. God of creation? Yeah. Holy fuck. Okay, that seems like a big responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All he's going to do is play some games, that's all. Atum is one of the most important and frequently mentioned deities from earliest times, as evidenced by his prominence in the Pyramid Texts, where he is portrayed as both a creator and father to the king. In the Heliopolitan creation myth, he was considered to be the first god, having created himself, sitting on a mound... (laughs) Or identified with the mound itself from the primordial waters, Nu. Early myths state that Atom created the the god Shu and the goddess Tefnut by spitting them out of his mouth. (laughs) To explain how Atom did this, the myth used the metaphor of masturbation, with the hand he used in this act representing the female principle inherent within him. Other interpretations state that he made the union with his shadow. Wait, does that mean that this is where the Ankh comes from? Why would you leap to that? Because the Ankh is all about, you know... It's like a sex tool thing. Is it? It really is. It really is. I'm going to need to fact check you on this. Okay, all right. It's like a fertility symbol that they just wanked off with. The Ankh symbolizes life. And where do you think life comes from? The Egyptian gods are often portrayed carrying it by its loop, blah, 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 blah. Represent deities of the afterlife conferring the gift of life on the dead person's mummy. Symbolize the act of conception. Citation needed. 
Oh, don't give me this citation-needed <laughs> shit. An Ankh was often carried by Egyptians as an amulet, either alone or in connection with two other hieroglyphs that mean strength and health. Yes, yeah, so Nick, I don't really know if your ancient Egyptian dildo theory holds up. Hey, hey, it's a... It is the shape. It is just the shape, okay? Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, Atum did a bunch of important stuff. He was a solar deity uh, associated with Ra, uh, was linked with the evening sun, while Ra was more closely linked to the sun at morning. Ah, the bright sun, if you will. I mean, it's always bright. It's the sun. <laughs> it's kind of its thing. In the Book of the Dead, which was still current in the Greco-Roman period, the sun god Atum is said to have ascended from chaos waters with the appearance of a snake, the animal renewing itself every morning. Oh. Sounds like you, Nick. What? Just... Renew um, renewing yourself every morning. Man, I try. You know, I try to renew myself every yeah. morning. Gotta perform your morning ablutions. <laughs> Usually depicted as a man wearing the royal headcloth or, or the dual white and red crown of Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt, reinforcing his connections with the kingship. Sometimes shown as a serpent, the form he returns to at the end of the creative cycle. Oh, just yeah. He's a real artist. Yeah, it does sound you know, a lot like me. Yeah. You know, finish, finish your latest novel, take the form of a snake. <laughs> And also occasionally as a mongoose, lion, bull, lizard, or ape. Ape? Sure. Sure. What's wrong with apes, Nick? I didn't know that, um, you know, ancient Egypt had much to do with apes. I always thought it was jackals, snakes, alligators, and cats. That was kind of their main, you know, four main food groups. Uh, <laughs> it's got all the nutrients you need. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm Crocodiles, just... I think. Well, it depends. One of them... Uh, I mean, I know they're different species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them wants you to stay a while, while the other one will see you later. Anyway. Thank you. Let's move on. Atum, the stand. Atum, the stand, which looks like a hybrid of a man and a steam engine. Sure. Modelled after a military robot, the cool part is how it's like half man and half puppet. Is this Iraqi saying this? Yes. <laughs> This was from the uh, the standard Jojo Vele commentary I share for every new stand we encounter. Okay. It was at this point that I started adding hearts to my designs, which, spoiler alert. What, there are going to be more hearts showing up? Yeah, I'm not finishing that sentence because, spoiler alert. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Hmm, I mean, more hearts to designs. Hmm, hmm, interesting. You can either say something or don't, don't just hmm and ha. Well, I mean, that's, there's not much to say on... Exactly. Oh, there's going to be more hearts. Got a big old heart on his chest there, as we discussed last week. Yeah, he does, yeah. He does Terence T. Darby. And he also, I just only noticed this, he has a, a swoosh to his hair. Yeah, not over. unlike Kakuin, but less so. Yeah, Kakuin has the swoosh and then a, like, a flare. flare. Yes. Whereas he was like, I don't need flare to be flare. And as with his brother, Darby is named after Terence Trent Darby. Except this time, he actually has a T. Yeah, it's literally just his name, in fact. <laughs> it was like, oh, I need Terence J. Darby. And then later he just goes, oh, fuck it, we'll just say Terence T. Darby. Why not? He doesn't care. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Thanks for listening to JoJo's World this week. <laughs> there was another Darby. That's all we needed. So Darby's all, um, oh, I bet Jotaro is going to punch me with his left hand. I wager that. Come on, hit me. Okay, well... Step one of wagering things. Don't just say what you want to happen and then bet that it will happen. Because there's, there's an infinitesimally small probability that they will then do that. Now, I like the dynamic that emerges here because Jotaro brings Star Platinum out, but sort of narrows his eyes and observes Darby. 
Hmm. And then Polnareff is over his shoulder shouting things like, just hit him, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get him. Quick. Do that thing with the cigarettes, yeah. bro. That'll show He him. wants you to punch him. Punch him. Or maybe inhale him or something. <laughs> Starfinger, does that still work? Hey, listen. Listen. You got big muscles. You got big muscly man behind you. Just fucking bring him out and punchy man him. He does. He punches him with his right arm. Ooh. But he sort of... um Misses? Well, it's not so much that he misses as the guy dodges with great speed and, and precision. So he misses. Sure. <laughs> He's like, oh, I lost. Unlike my brother, I'm not very good at gambling, but I do enjoy it. Anyway, I'm going to drag you to hell now. Hey, what? And, um, yeah, he says, as a, as, a, as a reward for winning that bet, I'll take you to a fantastic world. So he grabs Jodoro's arm. With his stand. With his stand. And opens up a big void in the floor and sucks him on in. And then... I think Joseph and Kakuine run over and are like, oh no! Grab onto him with our, with our rope stands. Without, you know, normal arms, almost. <laughs> and then Terrence just pops back up. Oh yeah, you guys can come too, this'll be fun. You know, we can have like a big pizza party or something, you know. Literally just grabs them and just pulls them in. So good. This is my new um, Terrence T. Darby character. He's basically a Mario brother. <laughs> Hey, it's a me, Terrence. You want to play some uh, video games? Hey, hey, you want to come into this giant hole I put in the floor, eh? Anyway, let's stop before we offend some of our Italian listeners. <laughs> so they get sucked in, and as they as the void is closing, um, Avdol, Polnareff, and Iggy just left there with their hands in their pockets. Hear Joseph's voice ring out where he's like, Hey, yeah, if we're not back in like 10 minutes, just set this whole place on fire. You can use fire, right? I When we were watching this, I was like... But the whole house is made of stone. Yeah, but... But magic fire. Magician's Red is really good at setting yeah. things on fire. Yeah, it could set anything on fire. Including our hearts. Aw. I mean, he did. He just has such a good time. He does. He's, he's so, so happy. brings a real positive energy to every encounter he's in. <laughs> he's just got the beak for it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Rip in peace, Magician's Red. So they're all there. They're standing in a dark void. And then the sun comes up. Ooh. They're on a beach. Oh, they're on a small island. Yeah. Maybe. There's some sea urchins. There's some crabs. Yep. Um, Wow, this reality is way too convincing, said I, Joseph Joestar. What the heck's going on here? Why, hello there, gentlemen. Do you want to play a game? And it's Jigsaw. Oh, no. (laughs) Not well, maybe. So they're on this small island. There's not much on there. Let's set the scene. Okay. So there's like a sort of grassy hill surrounded by beach, then ocean for as far as the eye can see. Yep. The sun is just popping up. Mm Mm-hmm. Sky is pink, you know, normal stuff. As you do, yep. <laughs> and on this hill, there is maybe three things. Yeah, there's the table in the middle. Which has video games on it. Yep. Uh, there's the door that leads to nowhere. Yep, it's Joseph just... opens that in a minute and it's just, you know, an em- a freestanding door frame. Yep. And then there's this weird cabinet. Which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. So Darby rocks up and... Oh, and there's also a small table with drinks on it that he's about to offer them. Ah, saying, yeah, that's right. Do you want some of these drinks? They're not poisoned, I promise. Totally should have poisoned those drinks. Man, it would have been such a good play. I didn't poison them. Uh, well, I suppose we can trust you since you did bring us into hell. Oh, no. I'm just trying to interpret my hastily taken notes here, which I think autocorrect have really done a number on. <laughs> because it's the phrase, he knew I was going to lunch. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's Jotaro being like, huh. He knew I was going to punch him, and exactly how I was going to punch him, even though he was lying about it before. Yeah, they're very uh, off-put by the yeah. fact that he knew... For a fact. And if we don't solve the way he knows how we're going to do things, then he's probably going to beat us. Mm. Which is a good assertion, because if he knows what they're going to do, why bother fighting him? Yeah. 
So as he's pouring drinks, Joseph asks him some questions and he's like, are we in the mansion? Yep. Where? Not telling you. Are we above, are we below the ground? Maybe. Maybe? What about this door? Is it real? Nope. Stand illusion. Uh, is it is your this... stand? Nope. Is it Dio's stand? Nope. Am I allowed to know whose stand it is? Nope. The Speedwagon Foundation told us that maybe there's two or three other stand users here. Is that right? I don't know, man. It's been real, ev- real evasive. Doesn't he asserts multiple times in this episode that he doesn't lie or trick people like his brother? Mm. But he also does that multiple times in this episode. He's not lying, but he's yeah. That's not lying or tricking. That's avoiding the question. Yeah, because he he says it's really not it's necessary. a lie of omission, if anything. Yeah, he just says, "Oh, that's not necessary to know," mm. which isn't lying, but it's not being the most forthright, upfront. polite yeah. guy he likes to front as. Yeah. Well, that's when he's the butler upstairs. Mm. We're in hell downstairs. Oh, yeah, we're in... Oh, you you think we're downstairs? I mean, we, we did go down that's a hole. That's true. They just, so. Yeah, they, that wasn't like a mysterious dark void. It was just like a black slide. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, now we're in a hollow deck. <laughs> and they, so then Joseph's last question is, do we need to defeat you to proceed? And Darby style, he says in English, exactly. <laughs> it's beautiful. At this point, Kakuin. Mm-hmm. So he's saying this... To, no, hang on, no, this is, I'm thinking of a, a shot in a bit. Um, no, Kakuin is just like, hey, this guy sucks. He's pretending, pretending to be polite, but he's really irritating me, so let's all just beat him up at once. His rude politeness irks me. But before you, before you kick the crap out of me, gentlemen, why don't I show you my collection? <laughs> well, very well, I suppose we don't have a choice here. This guy is literally Jigsaw. He's like, you know, got a weird obsession with games. He's got a bunch of puppets. Yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. Jigsaw doesn't have a weird bunch of puppets. He's got a puppet. He's got that white, white, that white puppet with the Oh, yeah, cheeks. no, the one puppet yeah. that comes out. That's yeah. enough to, for a weird puppet motif. <laughs> That's enough for a puppet collection. So he goes over to this cupboard and he just opens up this, like, nightmare puppet scape. So the cabinet has multiple shelves with puppets that look like... People. People. It's also oozing spooky miasma. Yeah. Uh, and the people in it, apparently... One of them starts to tw- one of these starts to twitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all like dolls. What? No, calculating. These are no ordinary dolls. Twitch, twitch, twitch. Uh, the blonde woman doll's eye moves slowly, agonizingly, and she's like, "Darby, talk to me, please. I'm so lonely." Ah. And then everyone else is like, oh, 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 "So lonely. It sucks being a puppet." We're a wall of puppets, like a wall of. Hands. I mean, I guess we could talk to each other, but you know, we've hung out with each other for so long now, Darby. You're only 21 years, but it feels like so young. Oh, so long. Oh, right, puppet. I'm a puppet now. That's what life is like when you're a puppet, basically. Yeah, you just got no one to talk to except the other puppets in and the And Darby's all, oh, yes, I put souls in them. It's my hobby to make dolls. And then I put souls in them because I'm a D-bag. So I think his rationale was, my brother liked his coins, yep. but that's boring. Yeah, but if I make puppets and put souls in them, I can change their clothes, I can talk to them. It's fun, you know? Fun, normal things for normal, well-adjusted gamers. You never dated anyone, did you, Darby? <laughs> <laughs> you are... Uh... You've been alone a long time, haven't you? <laughs> so he introduces them to that blonde one. She's like, oh, yes, this is Sonia. I love listening to her beautiful love stories. Anyway, bored of that now. This is Dr. Elliot. He's a murderer. He killed eight people. Then I put him in a puppet. I made his stethoscope myself. Good workmanship, isn't it? Look, that, that, I spent a long time on that. Darby, maybe you just need a friend. Darby, maybe take an improv class or something. That's a good way to meet yeah, people. Yeah, like spend less time floating, more Not, time night on cookery. the ground. Yeah, more time on the ground, you know, hanging out with people. Yeah, maybe 
leave the Nightmare Mansion. <laughs> Maybe don't... Strike out on your own, Darby. Go west. Yeah, don't pull people into a hole that they don't want to go into. This is the video game master from Japan, Tatsuhiko. He's got an IQ of 190, but now I have him. And he starts screaming, Mama. Yep, that's creepy. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Kidnapped a nerd. So yes, at this point, Joseph says, Oh, you're worse than your brother. That pisses me off. And the way this shot is framed, Mm. Kakuin is speaking to... Oh, yeah. Speaking to slash about Darby. Yep. But he turns his head so that... The, Almost so 90 his, degrees. His face is visible to the audience. But also so it looks like he's staring at and speaking to Joseph. It's like, I really don't like you. You look, act like a gentleman, but you're just scum. Joseph. <laughs> Remember all that stuff that happened with the magnetism and the women? I haven't forgiven you for that. He wasn't there. He would have heard, I'm sure. <laughs> they talk, they text. I wanted to be part of that wild adventure. Yeah. Anyway, Darby explains how his stand works again. It's, spoiler alert. Up till this point, it's basically exactly the same as his brother's, except you can also put its arm on people. So when people acknowledge they've lost the bet, their soul's energy drops to zero. You know. I mean, that makes sense. That's just science. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, the quantum energy of a soul drops to zero. Nick, what's your soul's energy at right now? Uh, It's over 9,000. Oh, okay. Uh, It's a pretty low over 9,000, more like 9,003. But give it time, it'll go up to 9,008 again. We'll okay. be good. Yeah. Mine's waning because of the heat. Ah, I see. We're, we're going through this again. Mm. <laughs> Once uh, my soul's energy drops to zero because of the heat, then you can turn it into a podcasting microphone. <laughs> <laughs> see, I like to collect microphones. Uh, this one, his name was Fred. He worked with me once. <laughs> this one was Tupac. That's right. That's what happened <laughs> to him. Have you ever heard of the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, I made a microphone out of him. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wait. I... Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle was a real person all along. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, then they're like, all right, let's beat him up. This was fun, but whatever. Creepy dolls, I don't care. <laughs> and then he, he says, no, listen, Jotaro, you're already under my control. Yeah, fuck off. I'm not under your control. <laughs> Remember when you were going to punch me? Well, look at your arm now. I, I touched your soul then. No, touched but... you so deep. No, I don't fucking believe Oh my God, there's something there. Yeah, he lifts up his sleeve and he's got a big creepy burning hand on his arm. It's sort of like bulging out, yeah. but it's kind of in his skin. Just weird. When you attacked me, I put Atom's arm on your arm. Romantic, right? If I were to crush your right arm, Dio would be quite pleased, I'm sure. But then these guys would beat me up, and we can't have that. Yeah, I don't think he's ever gone on a date. Should have just beaten him up, honestly. Jodoro's arm will get better. <laughs> I mean, if he's it's... still got one. If it comes off, yeah, he's still got the stand. I guess, to be fair, though, he is one of their, one of their better dudes when it comes to punching people. Yeah, that's true. He needs both arms for it. Mm. He can't, you know, do... What's this finger thing called again? Starfinger. He can't do Starfinger... Without a backup. You know, he has to punch someone yeah. and then be like, okay, now we start finger. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, wait, no, the punch is still and going. I suppose they want to be at peak performance so when they get to Dio because yeah. they don't know what his power is. He's terrifying. He can shoot lasers from his eyes. Precisely. I agree. We still don't know what the world is. What is the world? What in the world could the world be? Nick, three guesses. Um, the world. like Just like Earth? Yeah. All right. Uh, is it correct? I mean, I'm not going to tell you either way. Shit! All right. Second guess, it's just the fact he's a vampire. And then third guess, the stand creates multiple Dio's. All right. Three guesses. Ah, ah, ah. All wrong. (laughs) Anyway, let's play some video games. Yep. 
Oh, and Jodoro was like, yep, all right, I'll, I'll beat you up. You let go of my arm. You'll regret tricking me, Darby, just like the other one did. And uh, Darby goes, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I-, I would love to hear you say that you will wager your soul against me. But first, Kakyoin. Kakyoin? What? Why Kakyoin? Well, it's quite simple. See, because you and Joseph are related by blood, and Kakyoin isn't, I want his soul. Basically, yeah. He comes up with, basically his justification comes down to that, like, he thinks that if he beats the other two and Kakyoin's left, Kakyoin might just be like, no, I'm good, actually. Yeah. Which, sure. Okay. Why not just let Kakyoin lose and then be like, okay, the two of us are going to leave now. Yeah, we never liked him anyway. He came back with those sunglasses. Oh, the fucking sunglasses. He wouldn't shut the fuck up about my mum. He really liked my mum. It made me deeply uncomfortable. Anyway. Kakyoin examines the video game cabinet. Oh, and he goes and gets a Kakyoin doll. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that, hap- no yeah. That, that happens. Whatever. At yeah. a, in a moment, he goes and gets a Kakyoin doll, and it's creepy. He's like, I yeah. made this. It's the weirdest. I don't know how I knew what you... Oh, of course I knew what you looked like beforehand. You were a mind slave. <laughs> he was, you know, always there from the beginning. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, Kakyoin examines the video game cabinet. He takes a look around. He's like, hmm. I've played video games before. I can do this. I'm a cool, hip kid. Okay, my name is Kakyoin. Kakyoin's like more of a casual gamer, you know, he's been on some dates. <sighs> oh boy, you are going to anger some gamers by saying that. <laughs> oh boy. And I shall wager my soul. Still wearing sunglasses in this sort of quasi-indoor-outdoor environment. Yeah, he just needs to take them off. It's going to affect his ability to see the screen. That is a shame. I mean, the one thing you want to do when you're playing a video game is see the screen. Unless it's a game for blind people. Mm. Which are coming out more and more every day. That's cool. Hashtag accessibility trivia. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. I yeah. learned something today. We live in a wonderful world. Kakyoin, you don't need to go first, but I'm gonna. You got that thing on your arm. It might affect your ability to play video games. Mm, yeah, that's a pretty good point. That's better than, you know, not leaving you, Dad. So. Now, I like this bit because they're all getting set up. They're there, uh, you know, scoping out the controllers. Joseph mm. puts all of his thorns into the... um Into the machine. Yeah, and he's like, ah, yeah, no tricks in here. Yeah, no, I quite like that. Because he's done that before with um something else, hasn't he? Like yeah. a telephone, maybe? He did some TV stuff before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it just goes into electronics and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can do that. What can't his stand do? Most things. Pretty much anything useful. <laughs> and yeah, once again, Darby insists, no, I'm not a cheater. He's really reasserting that he's not a cheater. So they're playing this game, F-Mega. Now, what would F-Mega be a reference to, I wonder? I'm not sure. Would it possibly be... F-Zero? What? You've rumbled me, and now rumble Stiltskin style, I'll rip myself in twain. <laughs> so do you want to explain what F-Zero is, or shall I? F-Zero is a franchise of racing video games that doesn't get made anymore because they don't know how to do it well. You're goddamn fucking right. It's, a, it's in the, the far-flung future of 2015. <laughs> is this? I don't know. I'm making this up. <laughs> and they they race in cars that are not cars. They're hovery, but the ones in this F-Mega franchise are just cars. Um, yeah. And you can smash each other's cars up with your car. Yep. And they've got a power rating. Uh, much like in this episode where they had a power rating. Oh yeah, and uh, when you get to your second lap, it goes, you got boost power. And then you can boost oh, at the so expense good. of your car health. So good. Such a good, simple idea. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, they're doing that. Yep. Uh, it's F-Mega. The uh, machine says, select your car. Now, I'm all for people trying to learn English, okay? Mm-hmm. But for God's sake, did they not have any advisors for the English bits? Because so far we've had... Like, Open the game, Mr. Joster. <laughs> and select your car. 
Or so, so, yeah. Anyway, like, was that the best take that they got? Is what I want to know. Because they probably only had three takes to get it right. Why would you assume that? Because normally when you do things in voice acting, you have uh, the first take, and that's like, do what the line says. You have the second take, which is do what the line says. And then you have, oh yeah. You have the first take, which is do what the line says. You have the second take, which is do what the line says. The third take is like, okay, do what the line says, but we might get you to do it a little bit differently. And then you pick the best one of that. And then you move on because you don't have time in the studio to do anything else. Right. So you generally only have three shots to nail a line. I suppose I'll have to take your word for that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking they must have had three shots for this to say, select your car in English. But they didn't want to hire someone that could speak English. And they probably wanted someone who was already a voice cast guy. Anyway. Anyway. So they're selecting their cars. And um, <laughs> <laughs> at this bit, you just looked at me and, was like, and we're like, what is going on? Yeah. Because they're selecting their race cars. And, and, and Darby's like, oh, yeah, I'm choosing car number 15 because my birthday is January 15. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? What is happening? <laughs> like, I can understand. Oh, yeah, they're going to play a video game. All right, that's fine. But what? This is, I assume this is not what you expected. No. From Dio's match. Not even remotely. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, non-Euclidean geometry, Lovecraftian horror, and then no, just video games. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay, this was the 80s. <laughs> and keep in mind, when we're watching this video game on these TV screens, it's basically like a sh- cel-shaded animation. It's like Tron. But this is the 80s, so this would have been like some... 8-bit, 16-bit. Oh, yeah, F- the original F-Zero was they're, just they're, all pixel. Yeah, their cars would have been, like, squares moving along a grey track. Yeah. Very advanced video game for the time. I mean, it's probably a stand. Good graphics. Oh, damn. It's it. not a stand. Joseph checked. It's oh. video games. Oh. Wow, that is a good fucking... <laughs> wow, okay. That's some good tech. And Kakuin's played it before. Has he just? Yeah, he said he mentioned. Oh. He was like, I've played this video game before. That's interesting. <laughs> Kakuin chooses car number 28. He doesn't explain why. <laughs> it's a good number. Let me check when his birthday was. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going to learn many things about Kakuin right now. Because let's be honest, we haven't had a lot of time to learn about Kakuin. Well, in a, in a moment, we'll get a, we'll get an in, some insight into his um his psyche. His inauguration. Sure. I just saw the image of Kakuin there. It is ridiculous. How many poses can there possibly be in one manga? More than you could ever mad- imagine. Oh, man. I feel like I'm missing out. Come with me and you'll see a world of limb manipulation. <laughs> I do not know when his birthday is. Uh, does he even have a birthday? Yes. Well, touche. Anyway, 15 and 28, that classic rivalry. N- classic. Not seen since... 37 and 96. I was going to say some characters from um, 1080 Snowboarding, but I blanked on the name oh. of the one who wasn't Ricky Winterbourne. Well, who was the guy who always wore the beanie? I think that was Ricky Winterbourne. There you go. He was famous for his 1080s. Not since the panda from 1080 Snowboarding <laughs> and Ricky Winterbourne. Not since... Who were the snowboard kids? Um, the guy with the yep. spiky hair and the big ass bear. And the penguin. And the penguin. And the evil guy who yeah, also had Yeah, Snowboard Kids hair. too, when... Satan was just a character. Yeah. Oh, man, what a good game. Was it, though? Yeah, you just kept spinning. And then if you spun in different directions... So, like, you could do, like, a horizontal spin, but then you do, like, a vertical spin. That's true, you could do that. And then you do diagonal spins. And the more directions you did, the higher your, like, multiplier would get. And then it was Mario Kart. Oh, so good. Anyway, uh um... The race is going to start in five seconds. Kakuin's holding Accelerate like you do. But meanwhile... Oh, and also they both bring out their stands to help augment their video game oh, playing yeah. abilities. <laughs> yes, so 
Darby's brought out his stand and he's sort of tapping a lot. With, with his... It's that sort of... On his nondescript it's that, controller. that sort of um, thing that I like where it's like their stand's body superimposed over their own body. Yeah. So he's not tapping, but the stand is. Well, they both are. But he's, of. Close, he's closely there. Just kinda, yeah. Yeah. And Kakyoin's like, wait, this is so much all of that dumb Beyblade stuff. <laughs> Such a precursor to that where it's like... Oh, he's doing this thing that I can perceive. What will ever... He's going to play a wild draw four card? What will I do next? (laughs) The fool. He doesn't even know what's coming. But we don't get any of that because we don't have time. We kind of do. Because Kakyoin is like, oh no, he's going for some sort of boost start. I haven't started tapping yet. I don't have time. He's going to get ahead. And then Darby's like, hmm, a boost start. Yes, Yes, that's right, Kakyoin. You've seen right through my cunning play, haven't you? But a second too late. <laughs> he takes off with a boost start and Kakyoin is behind him. And then they're driving and he's trying to... Kakyoin's trying to pull, in, pull up to equalise with him, but Darby's perfectly blocking him. <gasps> no, the bastard. And he's like, I'll keep doing this and, I, and, I, and he'll stay behind me and I'll win. And I never make a mistake with controls out of nervousness because I'm a true gamer. This was the part where I... Okay. It's literally Initial D. Mm-hmm. We're just watching Initial D, but a video game. Yep. So there's literally an entire episode where um, the main character, I can't remember what his name is, he gets in front of the other car, but his car is really, sh- like, really shit, right? Compared to this other car that's, like, super powerful. Right. So the entire race, he's like, as long as he remains in front of the other car, he won't be able to overtake him. Then followed by about three minutes of Eurobeat, and the other guy going, <laughs> I can't seem to get in front of him because he's... Staying in front of me so well. His tight corners are so perfect. I can't get in front of him. Three minutes of Eurobeat. One shot of him staying in front of him. Three minutes of Eurobeat. Wait, what's happening during the three minutes of Eurobeat? Uh, they're turning a lot. You know, there's a lot of... <laughs> a lot of that. Yep, sure. As they're just going down this hill. And then the key moment, I think it's the episode where we learn about his mad corner. So in order to stay in front of him, he has to corner faster than the other guy. Oh, like what happens later in this episode. Yeah. So instead he corners into a gutter. Oh. Ah, that's ah, sneaky. Clever. Guess anyway. What, guess what this is similar to? <laughs> so they start coming up to this corner. No, because oh? Kakuin does a special technique that <gasps> I guess he can do in this old video game. True. Where he starts spinning around his car and slams it into the one in front of him who counters with his own slam and they both sort of spin out. And Darby's like, I see you've played this video game before, Kakuin. And Kakuin says, I don't need to answer that. <laughs> I don't need to play games to beat you. Yeah. Joseph is basically shoutcasting for this whole time. <laughs> Get back on course, Kakuin. You've got to do it. Don't you understand? You're going the wrong way, Kakuin. And Jotaro is managing the chat. The chat? Yeah. <laughs> He's there going, hey guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. If you like this stream, just sub down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's $5.99 a month. It's pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Yeah, we play pretty regularly until we all run out of souls. Yeah, you can join the uh, Discord server. Uh, you can use free emotes. But only if you're a paying customer, so why do they say that they're free? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you can use a Kakuin face. Got a P.O. box. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us gifts or uh, stands, just send it here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm into it. <laughs> Darby's like, Kakuin looks cautious, but he has a bold personality. I underestimated him. And they're driving again. And they're off. They're equalised, but Kakuin is on the outside, so he has a slight disadvantage on corners that go in that direction. That's a true fact. That's a true fact. Yeah. So Kakyoin's like, oh no, if I 
if I slow down for the corners, he'll he'll take over ahead. So I had to do the corners at these very specific speeds so that I will still make the corner just barely, but also still be going just as fast as him. So. So they do. They, they do. He's <laughs> like, he just waits until the last second to turn. Yeah. And then he almost like goes into some kind of... wheels sort of go off. Go off the track, almost into the gutter. But not enough. Almost. Yeah, and then Lakitu would have had to bring him back up. <laughs> Oh, man. I like you, Kakuin. You're not scared. You're working the controls to give me some competition. You're worthy of my doll collection, see? Kakuin thought to himself, says the narrator. Fear? Never. I'll rise above that fear. I've had training. You see, back when I met Dio... I bet you're wondering how I got so good at not being afraid. Yeah, I met Dio. And he put a flesh bite in my mind and trained me to withstand fear. Mm -hmm. Because he's a terrifying and deadly sexy beast. And we see this shot of Dio silhouetted against the moonlight, surrounded by roses. (laughs) And uh, Kakuin is just paralysed. He's just monologuing about how, like, oh, my blood froze and my body froze and I had goose pimples Mm. and my hair was standing on end like an anime character's. I think I've talked about this before, but Vampire Hunter D does this a lot, where they see D, who's like half man, half vampire, and the running joke is that anyone who sees him is like, he looked so beautiful. And then the woman fainted as soon as he left the room because she was already too paralyzed to think <laughs> that she'd been relinquished of that now. And you're like, man, he must be exceptionally beautiful. It's like that, yeah, but with Dio. It's very seductive. Yeah, He's all like, oh, my stomach was convulsing and I nearly threw up. But then he spoke in a gentle voice and Dio sort of sidles up behind Kakuin and choke up on the mic, choke up on the mic and, and get low. Whispers adjacent to his cherry earrings. <laughs> Kakuin. You have nothing to fear, Kakuin. Let's be friends, yeah. Oh god, yes! Let's be the best of friends. And when I heard that, I was relieved. I would stay alive and he wouldn't kill me. And then we get a, a close-up of that, that gross flesh bud mechanism zooming into the camera. I think that's the sound it makes. Sure. Yeah. I can't forgive myself. Nothing was more humiliating than that. I cursed myself and I was afraid of his terrifying bisensuality. But then Jotaro saved me. And I'll never return to being that ca- pathetic Kakuin, and I'll wager my soul against it. So he has. And I will never make nervous mistakes with video game controls, <laughs> which is something people keep saying in this episode. Do you think this is just Araki played some video games for the first time in the lead up to this? Do you think? I mean, obviously he did. Yeah. I don't know if it was for the first time, though. I mean, just looking at the era... Well, no, because there was the NES, and then F-Zero came out on the snare. Unless the F-Zero came out on NES. The first F-Zero game was released on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. There you go. uh, November 21st, 1990. So he must have played some video games before this. Like, he wouldn't have had a kid at this point. If, I don't even know if he has you a kid. You don't know that. Yeah. He's uh, a thousand years old. It's true. He could have many children. Like, um... Me. <laughs> Shit, all right. <laughs> anyway, so they're racing. The fifth corner, yeah. Virtuous Pope starts playing through the, at the, that last whole monologue. It was cool. Um, the sixth corner. And then look, a speed tunnel. A special zone where your car can go twice as fast, almost up to 850 kilometers. Ooh, that's quite high. But the tunnel's only wide enough for one car. No. No. 
That means only one of them can get through, Liam. Don't let him push you out, Kakuin, don't. But look, he says, my car has more energy than yours because of that little crash we had earlier. Dun, 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 dun. We get close-ups of the power bar. Yeah. Kakuin, you have to let him go first. No, if I do that, then I'll lose because he doesn't make mistakes at video games. So what he does is... So he he does this weird thing where he hits like the right and left buttons really quickly, and then then eventually settles on one of them, and the cat the katakana flashes across the screen. Grip, and the car, gripping on the left tires, flips over to the underside of the tunnel, Ooh. or the roof side, the the top bit. Yeah, the upper section, the roof mounting. He's flying through the tunnel on the roof. Joseph says. Keep doing it, Kakuin. Mentally, you're winning. And Darby's like, shut just, up, you're distracting me. I'm trying to love, play video games over here. I just love that fucking Joe. Like, Joseph could have said, yes, you're going to win soon. But no, he said, mentally. You're already winning. You're winning. Mentally. And then I mean, Darby is like that one guy from um, Awesome Game Done Quick who is like, can you shut up? You're distracting me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so I need you to just be quiet right now. Uh. So then they're in the tunnel. They're going super fast. And then we see Darby's talking, he's saying some dumb bullshit, and um, the map is superimposed behind him, and we see the words, Darkness Zone. <laughs> and they enter the Darkness Zone. The he's, radar turns off. I don't care how much energy I lose, I just need to stay one millisecond ahead. And yeah, the radar goes off, It's they're staring at a black screen. Yep. And we find out just how big a nerd these two are. <laughs> because they're both like, they're a... Five right-hand curves, one mine, and one cannon, then the exit. And I won't make one mistake because my body has memorised the timing precisely. But his has too. Now, I'm not saying maybe, I'm not saying this video game is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can memorise a tunnel with no map to begin with... Maybe. It's a lot of trial and error. That's a bit unhealthy. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe you should go get some vitamin D. Yeah. And stop wearing those fucking sunglasses. (laughs) I play all my video games with sunglasses on and just play by sound. Oh, God damn it, Kakuin. Can you just... So there's a lot of dark zooming. Joseph's like, what's going on? I can't see anything. And then the cannon fires. And just for just a brief instant, their cars are lit up by the light of the cannon. Oh, but you're forgetting. Before the cannon, they had the three, two, one. Turn. And then they, the both, they both press their buttons in sync. And then boom, they dodge the cannon. And we see them both like flipping up over the roof of the thing and coming back down around. Joseph is like, wow, I think I just saw them. I think Kakuin was slightly behind. There's some more dark wishing they come out of the tunnel and Darby's ahead by one car length. <gasps> and Darby's like, I win. And then everyone's superimposed in various tableaus and Kakuin's shocked and he's victorious and to be continued. Dun dun dun. Video games are very exciting. So I assume they still have like two laps left. <laughs> um... But neither of them make mistakes ever in video games. That's true. So if one of them manages to get ahead, it's over. It's literally like Initial D, where it's like, he's always ahead. If only he could just stay ahead. But if he makes a mistake, he's screwed. But he doesn't make mistakes. Well, no, that's the thing, is that this guy made a mistake. Right. He got cocky. He got arrogant. And he made a mistake. Anyway, Nick, highlights and lowlights for this episode. Okay. Um, highlight? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, my low light just has to be 
the entire just video game bit where it's like, like what is going on right now? Yeah, well, like nothing. Is this real? Is this a real thing? This really happened in JoJo's. <laughs> I was expecting stand battles and like some sort of life or death fight against yeah. a dangerous minion of Dio's. And then it's like, come and play a video game. It's like, okay. I mean, we're going to have to do three of these. <laughs> like, oh man. I mean, you're assuming the last person is the one who wins. Maybe Kakuin will just beat him next time. Who knows? Who knows? And then he'd be like, oh, damn it, I lost at video games. Oh, well. Off, oh, off you go, guys. I'll just stay out here and play some Crash Bash. <laughs> some Crash Bash? You remember Crash Bash? The Crash Bandicoot's answer to Mario Party. Wait, this, what? This is a real thing? Yeah. No. Yeah. Get out of here. Fine. Thank you for listening. This is... Uh, um, no, the low line just has to be... Because it kind of deflates the tension a bit. It does kind of. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, from... Okay. We're going to save Holly. We're in the mansion. Oh, by the way, no, wait, hang on. we got to play some video games. Yep. This feels like a stalling mechanism more than anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's cool. It's hilarious. But at the same time... Eh... That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Your low light? Um, well, my highlight first... Oh, shit. Um, ...is the dumb video game stuff they pull that would be technologically impossible at the time. <laughs> How it's just perfect 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. And my low light is... I could take a sort of uh, meta-textual view and mm-hmm. make it just sort of the pace, because I, I understand the overall pacing of this arc better than you do. Okay. And I think we probably could have, probably could have gotten more done this episode. Yeah, probably. Um, the My highlight, my highlight though, without a doubt, just fucking Darby's collection of people. I was just like, oh yeah, no, I don't collect, you know, coins or anything. That's dumb. I don't collect chips. I collect people. I co- They're not dolls, Kakuin. They're action figures. <laughs> <laughs> don't you guys get it? They're still in mint condition. Yeah. I prune them every day. Snip, snip. Ooh. It's like um that bit in Toy Story 2 where... Um, it's like that bit in Toy Story where Sid makes monster toys. <laughs> it, ooh, actually, yeah, it is. But anyway, that bit in Toy Story that's, 2. Actually, that's interesting. I've never noticed that because Sid makes monster toys. And the guy in Toy Story 2 remakes old toys. Or like... Ah, um, repairs? F- yeah, repairs old toys. So it's like the it's like same... two sides of the same coin. Shit. Wow. Amazing. Whoa. I wonder what Sid's up to these days. Uh, he was a garbage boy in Toy Story 3. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe he's enjoying his job now. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Nick. Toy Story. What a film. I want to ask you. What? What do you think is going to happen next time on what? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? What? What? Part three, Stardust Crusaders, season what? two, Battle in Egypt, what? in Darby the Gamer, part two. What? Oh, part two, you say? Is it entitled Darby the Gamer? Yes. Part? Why would it not be? It could be Darby the Player, part two. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> um. Okay. My first guess, we're going to keep playing F... <laughs> what was it? F Mega. F Mega. <laughs> we're going to keep playing that. And at some point it has to end. Yeah. Um... However, no, don't worry, guys. I got an extra life. We can keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be. We're gonna play F Mega, and then that'll be it. And then they'll win and escape. Yeah. Or if it'll be Kakuin loses, and then he goes, "Well, why don't we play a different game? Why don't we play Super Smash Brothers?" <laughs> no, no. It'll be. Well, Do you guys just want to watch me play Ocarina of Time for a while? They're just there, like you know what? That sounds pretty nice right now. Yeah. We haven't had much of a break, so. <laughs> Just sit down. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking about. No, going I'm gonna this do way. that special speedrun strat where you um you hit the wall eight times with a Deku stick, then backflip through the door, and it takes you to Ganondorf. And Jotaro's like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> Joseph is like, "Yeah, that sounds amazing." And then 
Chodo is like, I'm going to need you to shut up right now. Cause, Man, uh, uh, do you have any more food around here? <laughs> um, no, I don't know if it's going to be, yeah, one game done or if we're going to go this game and then to another game. Right. And what that other game could be could be so, so many let's, things. For the sake of doing predictions, mm-hmm. let's um, guess that it's another game and another contestant. Okay. Who do you think the contestant will be and what kind of game would they play? I reckon it'll be Jotaro. And it'll be a fighting game because that's be like, what he, that's the only thing he's good at. Yeah, it'll be like, well, Jotaro, I know that you enjoy punching things. Well, Jotaro, let's play the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Heritage for the Future fighting game, which has just released. <laughs> Available now for amount of yen. <laughs> I don't know. So, so yeah, he pulls that out. He's like, let's play a fighting game, but I don't want to fight you in real life. And Jotaro will be like, why oh, not? What? But that's what I'm good at. Yeah. So he'll start, and he'll be like. Don't worry, I won't control you with my arm. Like, oh, and what would their characters be like? Um, Jotaro's will be... Okay, they all have to be like this crazy outlandish Jojo style, right? Um, where they look like people, but they've got something to them. Right. So one of them might be a guy who has like a bionic arm and like a bionic eye. And it's like, look, it's the cyborg man. It's Kano. It's Kano. Uh, and then the other guy might be like a man but a horse. And it's like, look, it's... It's Bojack. It's Bojack Horseman. Remember when Kano fought Bojack Horseman in, in the Sh- in Shang Tsung's tournament? Yeah, of course Good I times. do. Good times. Don't... What? Everyone remembers that. We were all there. God. Way to bring it up, Liam. <laughs> um, yeah, but I reckon it'd be something like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. Fu- Actually, yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, very Especially. like Street Fighter, yeah. Uh, so there's obviously going to be a Hadouken somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, will be like a sort of Ryu archetype. And, and then he's going to shoot the Hadouken and it'll be like, Haha, but you've underestimated me because I can... Look jump. how much super meter I have. <laughs> you fool. I can jump over. It's like, well, guess what? I played this game before. I can do a Shoryuken and punch into you. I deliberately lost the first round because in this game, meter transfers over to the second round. Dun. My God, it's a completely different game. Yeah, so something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They would, I reckon it's possible this might be a three-parter because we've got a few episodes to go now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might start stretching things out a bit. I'm not going to lie. This one kind of drags. <laughs> Get it? Like drag racing. Um, yeah. So they might go to three parts and then Joseph gets to play. And, and what does he play? I want to say he goes, you know what? We've had racing. We've had fighting. These video games are dumb. Let's play chess. And he goes, well, you know, I have chess on this thing. Goes, what? Ooh, I can just play against the computer. Yeah, let's do that. And so then they play like a tabletop board game. But it's really intense chess. Yeah, it's like super intense. Like- it's like battle chess for Windows 98 or whatever. See, the core concept of this game is that the knight can move two forward and one to the side. Oh. But in any direction and rotation from its original starting position. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, something that... Would normally not be played as a video game, but mm-hmm. is going to be played as a video game. And what do you think is going to happen when they get out of video game times? Okay, here's what I don't Actually, know. Actually, no, before that, mm. what do you think is going on with his prediction power bullshit? Like with the, the right punch. Oh, and... that thing. Well, I was saying, wouldn't it be interesting if the power works off when he loses rather than wins? Because even though the stand's power is, oh, I will win and then get your soul... What if the whole prediction element is, I know what's not going to happen, so I can sort of infer what will happen. Right. Yeah. Because he wagered that it would come from his left hand. 
and then he leaned. Didn't. Yeah, and then he leaned into the left. And it was like, hmm, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So maybe he knows what's not going to happen. Maybe right, or something to that effect. But I'm, I don't think he can see the future. Is what I'm saying. Right. He can just sort of go. Well, what I say won't happen. Okay. So he's like a thoth. But so then returning to my previous question, mm. what do you think is going to happen after video game times? Hmm. Okay. Maybe the door will just lead back into the mansion. That makes sense. But at the same time, this is Jojo's bizarre fucking adventure. It could be that Kakuin loses and then he goes, well, into the next room and they go into the next room through the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's not video games anymore. There's something else. Oh, no, there's more video games. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just reckon the hole will just reopen. All right. And they'll just go through again. And then fight Dio? No, because there's still two or three more stand users. I presume that two? includes him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there's still two more then. I think. All right. If we counted them, I think. Uh, hey, you're the predictioneer. Oh, no. Anyway, that's comprehensive. Yeah. Um, got some listener correspondence I want to address <gasps> on this here podcast. Oh, shit, yes. This week's message comes from Joshua Perry, who writes with Pet Shop Egyptian Guards question. Okay. So in Jojo's world, are the Egyptian gods all real gods or just stands? I mean, is there really such a thing as a real god? No, hashtag atheists. Nice. Um, um, no, they're Egyptian gods. I mean, they have to be. Because they invoke yeah, the thing. And they have to be tarot right. symbology. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, how tough is a falcon whose fighting spirit is manifested in Horus, the god of the sky, war and hunting? Well, not as tough as a dog. Clearly, but but I, think we, I think we have learned... Pretty fucking tough. Yeah. Yeah, like quite terrifyingly tough. My final question for you. Oh. Falcons already throw deer and goats off cliffs to kill them. What? Did Pet Shop throw falcons into mountains? How many kills... What? What? <laughs> I don't follow that. <laughs> That's amazing. Just this falcon being like, I'm hungry. Hey, buddy, um, do you want a free ride? He's like, yeah, yeah sure, right. I'll go for a free ride. I've rused you, brother. How many kills does Pet Shop have? Oh, dude. You know how many Vegeta has? Like, triple that. Sick. Yeah, so like 18. Um, Pet Shop had a cameo in this episode, actually. Remember? In Dio, in Kakuin's flashback, it was just sort of riding on Dio's shoulder or whatever. Oh, oh, nice. Did not notice that. What a handsome bird. What a devil. Got that little cape. What a Horus. Anywho. Yeah. I think that more or less brings us to the end of our episode. Yep. Our theme music is uh, Jojo Wave by Nick Ballantyne, aka Milk Juice. <gasps> God, it's me again. If you want to get in on our listener correspondence, you can hit us up at Jojo's Podcast on Twitter or the same on gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to support the show financially speaking, you can find us at patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Every little bit helps. We we appreciate it too much. Too much. More than you'll ever know. Yeah, we... Yes. D- wait. Until next much. time. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah,